I'm a true champion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestle Plug State Wrestling Address. Every week, give or take, I didn't do it last week because it's going to be fucking ass. We cover the wrestling news topics. And every single week, we seem to have a completely different amalgamation of lunatics in the house. I'm, of course, the AC, the abortion clinic, the Egyptian death machine, the harbinger of professional wrestling, of course, the proprietor and owner of Wrestle Plug and the master of shithousery that is Aaron Nix. Take a breath. Take a breath. Joining me, speaking of proprietors, is the proprietor of Peace Haven and Premier Promotions' brand new star. Yeah, baby. Fresh off another Final Four performance in the Royal Rumble from last night. It is, of course, Cameron Cream Anderson. Yeah, last night I was in the Rumble in Worthing. Yeah, it was a great card, actually. I had uh, Joel Redman on there. It's a really good time. Who's that? Dunno. Some Mark. Anyway, um, <laughs> love you, Joel. He's, he's never listening to this, so I don't have to worry about that. Who did you um who did you eliminate from the rumble? I eliminated Carlos Chaotico, and then the bunch of us eliminated Samson. Samson. <laughs> Samson yeah, big dude. Good stuff. Is he literally the size of a piece of luggage? He is basically, yeah, he's a big dude. He is just a bunch of meat, just on top of a bunch of meat. Now, speaking of big dudes on top of meat with a bunch of meat, I want to welcome you to one of the strongest brown men in all of professional wrestling. Tanvir Verdi is back <laughs> on the podcast, yeah, baby! <laughs> Hello to the fans, Tanvir. You've got a brand new system, brand new headset, you're in HD. Hello there, people. Yeah, baby. I, I am nice big updated. Yeah, put me in the office. Put me in the office. Wow, that's just racist. Anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, speaking of racism, well, <laughs> look no further, ladies and gentlemen, because we have an actual proper wrestler, not just some fuckboy posing this one. Well, apparently. Um, <laughs> that remains to be seen. But he is, of course, the longest reigning CWP No Limits champion of all time. He is now your new reigning and defending CWP heavyweight champion. He's Samoan-ish. He is large-ish. And he is most definitely... Day one-ish is, of course, Eddie the Weapon, Samoan Weapon of Mass Destruction, Kenway. Oh, oh, thanks for that introduction. Wow. Hey, my bro, I'm taking your fucking job. The fact that you get paid (laughs) is an insult to the business. And let's get started before Eddie Kenway has a chance to bury himself any further with the fact that apparently Immortal Wrestling might be getting sold. We don't really know because whatever Mark posted it, then deleted it straight afterwards. But there was a post that was put up saying that the rumors are true and that they are looking for investors to buy the company. Immortal Wrestling is, of course, a independent promotion based somewhat out of the southwest. Give or take, it's near Somerset, isn't it? Cam, you, you've worked there near Somerset, yeah? Yeah, we went to uh, Westbury's. What? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what, Massachusetts? <laughs> I mean, it is, it is John Cena month, as we can tell from looking at Eddie Kenway's personal social media. Fucking Mark! Now then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's start with Cameron Anderson, as he is the only person in here who's actually been to an Immortal Wrestling show. Uh, Immortal Wrestling is up for grabs, apparently, and is going to be sold. And we also saw... 
that some person, never heard of her, by the name of Amber Joe, apparently has the money to start her own promotion. Um, so, do you think that these two things are about to correlate and Amber Joe is about to throw some bare money at the strip club that is Immortal Wrestling? I um, I don't know what Amber Joe is going to do with her promotion, but, you know... She'll probably have better Cameron Anderson. <laughs> Kathy Averdi, won't she? Let's be fair. Yeah, he's gone. But let's just say, he's you know, new country. promoters for Immortal... Or if it stays in the current owner's hands, Cameron Anderson44 at Outlook.com for bookings, please. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. And Cameron Anderson is fully trained in the art of professional wrestling and is available for bookings for no less than £10. Big money. Uh, Tanvir Verdi is apparently celebrating John Cena month by actually being invisible and muting his mic, which means that he's probably getting beaten asunder by his violent mother as we speak and being tossed into the wank dungeon for an interminable amount of time. So, Eddie Kenway, you are a professional wrestler. You have been around the block many a time, big sir. Are you interested and intrigued by the concept of another British independent wrestling promotion being changed hands, being sold along to potentially new buyers? So soon? That's the question. So soon. Mm. Something's obviously not going right for people to have to be investing so soon. Yeah, and when I hear investment as well, like that doesn't scream to me, we're selling. What that screams to me is, we want sponsorship. We want people to give us money so we can run more shows. Um, I don't know if that's to be true. I don't know Immortal Wrestling at all. I haven't been to a show. I don't know the ownership, whoever's in charge, blah, blah, blah. Um, Cameron Anderson knows more about it. According to Cameron Anderson, the guy who runs it is a reputable individual so it is what it is welcome back to Anvia Verdi nice to see you are remaining professional as always good sir uh yeah immortal wrestling it's, do you know what I, I don't want to sound rude but it's a small British independent wrestling promotion so when I see you post something on the social media and then delete it first of all that's not a good look we've seen CCW and all the shenanigans they've been up to lately and do you know what if you want to do that stuff that's cool own it. Don't fucking put it on social media. Then when you get a backlash, delete it and go, huh, nothing to see here, huh? Nothing to see here. Other than Ronnie Thatcher's terrible fucking, you know, diatribes that he goes on every night. What the fuck are those? And what are they doing on my timeline? Just out of curiosity. Also, if you're going to do an 18 plus timeline, maybe best if you don't have your child daughter on the stream. That's just my personal opinion, pal. And I'm sure I'll cop a lot of heat for it. And frankly, I don't really care because I'm not likely to work in Durham anytime soon because... <clears throat> window liquors now then so let's uh anyone got any opinions tanvir you must have opinions you tanvir are you even there what are you doing what are you what are you looking at what is what what are you doing no okay cool All right, well, <laughs> thanks for your input tanvir appreciate you being here pal Good stuff, and Tanvir's disappeared again. Ladies and gentlemen, Tanvir is showing that he is tantamount to Jay Miller when it comes to usefulness on this podcast. So, moving along, what do we think about the Usos versus Pretty Deadly as a potential match at Clash at the Castle? We have to start with, of course, the Samoan weapon of mass destruction because it is his family, Samoan. Go on, son. Let him have it. Take my money. <laughs> I would actually pay good money to see that match. Oh, wait, I already have a ticket for Clash of the Castle because unlike some people, I recognise my lord and saviour that is Roman Reigns. Yes. Hmm. Cameron Anderson? Yeah. yeah, I think that match is going to be pretty fantastic. I really want to see how the card, you know, shakes up for this uh, 
this show. I, it's, I'm really intrigued to see what happens. Yeah, I cannot wait to see Happy Corbin versus Butch in a two out of three falls Viagra on a pole match. <laughs> I am um... right. You said that like that wouldn't be match of the night. <laughs> to be fair, I would mark my tits off if that's actually what took place. But of course, Vince Rousseau is hopefully rotting in a prison somewhere and will not be fucking contributing to the terrible booking that is WWE anytime soon. Uh, Clash of the Castle, you would expect it to be pretty good. We're talking about every week because obviously we're all going, aren't we? So we're having a good time. Kenway, are you coming with us to Clash at the Castle? Unfortunately not. I have fire arrangements. I reckon it's got something to do with ethnic quotas. Like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We've got the Usos. We've got Roman Reigns. Can't just be letting all of them. Solo Sakura as well. Get out of here. Too many. Off you go. One in, one out. BBC priority. Don't rock the boat. Um, <laughs> for anyone listening, I'm also brown. Just not as brown as Kenway. Brown. He's he's good shit, Brown. You understand what I mean? <laughs> not that one. Um, Tanvir, sort your fucking video out, you sweaty melt. <laughs> maybe that's part of the quota thing, because me and you are brown. So maybe he's had to leave just out of pure curiosity. He's been bumped out. <laughs> Otherwise, Cameron Anderson is involved in some very strange Pornhub account. Um, yeah, no, I... I'm disappointed that Eddie Kenway will not be there at Clash of the Castle. Uh, Eddie Kenway, if you had the chance to wrestle at Clash of the Castle, what would be your dream match? Ooh, I don't know. Well, you maybe someone, 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 someone like Corbin, probably. Corbin? Yeah. What, because you know you'll get over there? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, if I wrestle Corbin, pretty much guaranteed to get over. <laughs> I mean, we all know who I would face. <laughs> who would Cameron Anderson face at Clash? Goldberg. Goldberg. That's the money matchup we all need to see. Oh my God, it's Cameron Cream Anderson versus the eater and destroyer of all worlds, Goldberg. Uh, do we fancy uh, Bray Wyatt to come back anytime soon to WWE? There's been a lot of rumours about that as well. Anyone fancy that? Fiend versus Finky T. <laughs> is that happening at Clash at the Castle? <laughs> Great, thanks. You ruined it for all of us. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to see Frankie T wrestle at the best of times. Never mind against somebody who actually can wrestle. Good <laughs> Lord Almighty! Hey, Kenway, you want to see Frankie T wrestle Bray Wyatt? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him getting actually moided. Moided, you see, see, even then, even the nice man in the room is like, yeah, but only because I want to see him get decapitated, <laughs> isn't it? Like that's how that works. Um, speaking of decapitation, Tanvir Verdi, if you don't sort your fucking system out in the next five minutes, I will personally come around your house and slap you up. <laughs> you sack of crap. It's bad enough I've got a horse behind me. I don't need you fucking added to that nonsense. Um, anyway, funny story about that. That's an inside joke that nobody's going to get, especially if they're listening to it. Right, let's talk about some somewhat actual news, seeing as, you know, Tanvir's dead for whatever reason, and it is what it is. Um, so let's go to wrestlinginc.com because that's, of course, our natural point of call. Tony Khan has confirmed there will be new AEW titles being made very, very soon. Fans have been asking for a specific set of titles, and Tony Khan has officially created them. I have the belts, Khan revealed, on the Corner podcast. What? Were you too busy to come on the WrestleBlog? I possess the trios belts, so it will happen. What do we think about the idea that AEW will have trio tag team championships? Yeah, I think that'd be quite sick. I feel like um, that's something we've not seen, at least for a while. 
Um, and it's something they could do really well. They've got so many sort of like free man factions. Like, yeah, why not have a belt for it? Had them? about ten of them at the last pay per view, didn't they? Double or nothing. <laughs> yeah, very much. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm all up for that. Um, I just wonder if it's an oversaturation of title belts because you got all those tag belts floating around from different promotions as well, constantly on TV as well. Yeah, you've got the AAA R Tag Team Championships that seem to be making their way on, the Mega Campione Championship. You had a, a run with the Impact Championship on TV. You've got a new women's mid-card belt in the TBS title, I think, which Jade Cargill holds, or at least yeah. up until, as far as I know, she still holds it. Um, yeah, Ooh, no, the I... Of Honor ones. <clears throat> yeah, well, see, I don't mind them having a trio's uh, tag titles, but you have to have dedicated trios. And it feels like they've just made it because like, oh, well, we've got House and Black, House of Black and Death Triangle and they don't really do anything. So here you go, guys, because apparently we can't book Malachi Black properly. Fuck off. Like, state of your shitty booking. Well, we got this big pay-per-view coming up. Shall we uh, Shall we put Pack and Malachi Black in a prominent position? Nah, mate, chuck them in a throwaway six-man tag because we need to make room for all these fucking marks who are pretending to be wrestlers. Great. Oh, by the way, the geriatric Hardy boys or Hardy old men, whatever the fuck you want to call them these days, they need to wrestle the young fucks who apparently are not that young anymore as well. With about three days build, hooray! Fuck off. So, so, um, unpopular opinion here, but I think I'm over the Hardys now. Yeah, same. Absolutely. Like it's. It, do you know what else I'm over? The Mysterios. Like I couldn't care less. I think the son thing has actually made it worse. I think it's dampened his legacy a bit because his son is such a hatchet-faced, useless penis. Like I just, he just walks around like some. Well, he walks around like Cameron Anderson at a fucking student uni bar. Like, but with less charisma. Like, that's really sad. That like, he just feels so inauthentic and unimpressive in every sense. And what it makes me feel is, oh, great, that's Rey Mysterio's son. I don't look at him and think that's Dominic Mysterio. And that's yeah. kind of how I feel about the Hardy Boys. Not obviously, oh, look, there's Jeff Hardy. He's definitely Matt Hardy's son, although he probably could be from a mental age. But it's that thing of, like, they haven't done anything that's really been relevant since the Broken Hardy stuff and Impact. And how many years are we talking about that now? Like, they even came back at, what, WrestleMania 33? I think they came back to WWE. I didn't like their run in WWE. I don't think they did much of any use. Jeff Hardy had a, a gimmick where he had he threw piss in Sheamus's face. So WWE did their best to make him even less of an attraction. There's a lot of wrestlers right now where I just think, I've got, I'm not going to pay money to see that. And I'm not going to pay money to see the Young Bucks versus, like, I wasn't that bothered about seeing them face FTR again. And FTR are probably the best tag team in the world. So why am I going to be interested in seeing them face old men hardies who can barely walk anymore? No, thank you. Yeah, I was shocked not to see FTR on that. Yeah. Yeah, still no Briscoes either, from what I can tell, signed to AEW. That's a joke in itself. You've been fucking around with Proud and Powerful. The Lucha Brothers, I don't think they're doing anything right now. The tag team champions, I do believe, are a dinosaur and his child. Um, yeah, tag team wrestling is fucking shit in AEW. And I dare anyone to come at me on social media and argue the point that it's not because it looks fucking atrocious from where I'm sitting. Maybe they need to start ranking those tags up a bit more, actually have them fighting against each other for, for the belts. I think tag team wrestling, you have to be super, super committed to it being a tag team. 
I don't think it works when you bounce in and out of it. Like they got so many guys where it's like, oh, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. Oh, they're amazing. Love the Lucha Rivers. Yeah, they're being singles matches. <clears throat> Why? What's the point? Like either commit to them being a tag team or don't have them as a tag team at all. Don't advertise tag teams and then have them in consistent singles matches. Don't advertise the House of Black if they're not going to be trios all the time. Don't advertise the Death Triangle if they're not going to be a fucking triangle. Like that's the kind of stuff that is just, for me, baby step bullshit that everybody should know by now in this business. Cameron Anderson, you look like you're itching to have something to say, buddy. Yeah, I was just thinking about what you were saying about um, Dom Mysterio. I was like, yeah, it's quite telling when Logan Paul outshines you at WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, I get what you're saying about the tag teams. Because even if you think about, um, oh, what are they called? Oh, fuck, I forgot what they're called. Mark Quinn and is it Isaiah Cassidy. I forgot what oh, their tag uh, name Private is. Party. Yeah, Private Party. They've come in as a tag okay. team. But then they were having singles with Cody and that. So they become like, like jobbers now. They're like, it's yeah. almost like somebody said, we need, we need a black guy to fill the cry. It's almost like Tony Khan wants to prove a point here. Black people, wrestling, not on my watch. Because he's a racist <laughs> little fucking fairy, from what I can tell. Um, you know, not to mention he looks like a fucking geek. And MJF nailed it when he said, he's a fucking mark. It might have been kayfabe to him, it's not to me. Tony Khan is a sweaty little mark. He looks like the greasy understain of my toilet. I'm not impressed by that little gobshite. Absolutely not. Do you know what he is? He's Mark Zuckerberg for wrestling. A completely non-existential piece of shit that somehow has found himself a large amount of daddy's money so he can now dictate his own little domain like the fucking nonce that he is. Um, <laughs> simple as, really. <laughs> Wouldn't it mildly? Um, yeah, no. Speaking of MJF, MJF's promo is the thing that's going viral right now. He drops a pipe bomb on Dynamite and as I, of course, mentioned, he called Tony Khan a fucking mark which I particularly enjoyed. There was, however, lots of other content going on in this promo. Um, yeah, just loads of things. He explained that he was in a lot of pain following the Savage beating that Wardlow gave him during the pay-per-view. So at least he put Wardlow over, as if he didn't put him over enough at the pay-per-view, jobbing in seven minutes flat. Thanks for coming, buddy. And, uh, he then pointed out that big Warner Media Discovery executives were in the audience tonight, so his words have extra impact. He mentioned that Khan has wanted a meeting for a while now, but it's too late for that. He creates memorable moments week after week in AEW, but he still feels like he gets no respect. He is adamant that nobody is dishing out the numbers he does online and in the ratings, and he's the person who actually makes people watching feel something. MJF is expected to hit Grand Slams, and he does that shit on a weekly basis. He has to be perfect as he's the only guy capable of carrying the company. Um, like I say, it goes on and on. Pretty scathing, pretty shit up. Um, Ex-WWE guys who can't lace up his goddamn boots was also mentioned. Uh, and he doesn't want to wait until 2024 to wrap up his AEW contract. He wants Tony to fire him right now. And that's when he screams into the camera that Tony Khan is a fucking mark before his mic gets cut out. Now, obviously, it's a work, but it's a pretty decent one. Just like... Shock horror, CM Punk's pipe bomb was a work. Get over it, Marks. <clears throat> it just was. You don't get that level of control. Otherwise, they cut your mic immediately. It's as simple as that. Welcome back, Tanvir. Looking forward to you disappearing in two minutes. Um, Eddie Kenway, you're quite a big fan of CM Punk, and obviously you love the pipe bomb and stuff like that. Um, yep. How does MJF's new narrative, the modern-day pipe bomb, match up to what you've seen from Punk in the past? And do you feel like it still carries good weight and merit in a professional wrestling product? So the promo itself, phenomenal. Yeah. God, you can't, you can't, 
you can't question his commitment to his character, to the way he's carrying this this story forward. Um, it just smells of this has been set up. This is a this is a work, um, which is a, the unfortunate thing, because like you said, they wouldn't have announced it, they wouldn't have advertised it, they wouldn't have uh, given him that much time on the microphone without cutting him off. Um, they probably should maybe a attacked it a different way. I, I don't know off, off, off my top of my head how I would have done it, but but yeah, I mean, causing a stir, definitely. But for those who know, you know. So... Yeah, yes, people talking, and I think that's the most important thing. And yeah. you can't argue with that, because everybody's talking about it. It's all over my Facebook feed. It's all over my timeline. It's all over WrestleBlog's timeline. Like, everyone's talking about MJF. Gamer Anderson, what did you think about the pipe bomb? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I don't really like maybe calling it a pipe bomb because I feel like that's sort of CM Punk. That's really like connected to his promo. So I'd say like this MJF thing, I thought it stood on its own. I thought it was really fantastic. I thought his delivery was great. And I just, yeah, just belting out fucking Mark. I feel like that was just a cherry on top. That just made it really personal. Yeah, I... I don't know, Tanvi, are you uh, are you available to speak about said promo from MJF? Uh, yeah, for the lamps. <laughs> yeah, I was just having issues with my headphones, but I just oh shit, I, just I couldn't help but notice. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the MJF promo was pretty good. Um, I just enjoyed him calling Tony Khan a fucking mock. That was that was the highlight. That's pinnacle, isn't it? That's yeah. that's where the money's at. That's where the money was at. Uh. But it just just feel like a work at this point. But who cares? It's fun. That, that's what wrestling's meant to be. Oh, you're one of those, aren't you? Wrestling's supposed to be fun and happy and yay. And we <laughs> nah. always it can be depressing as fuck. Inclusive, yay. Listen yeah. here, you fucking marks. <laughs> wrestling is fucking hard. Wrestling yeah. is fucking difficult. And if you're not going about it the same way Cameron Anderson is, which is putting in the time. Putting in the work. You can suck my fucking dick is what you can do. Oh, I want to be a wrestler too. Yeah, we'll get your fat ass down the training like everybody else, honey. Like, it just it annoys the fuck out of me when people come up to me. Oh, I, I think wrestling is like all... In- yeah, wrestling is all inclusive. That's all very well and good. You still need to train. You still need to know how to take a fucking bump. The amount of marks that bump into me and it's like, oh, wait, you know, at least he's trying. Yeah, no, trying ain't going to cut it if he drops someone in the goddamn fucking head, is he? Like we need you to be safe. We need you to be professional. We need you to take our business seriously. Then you can have your fun. That's how that works. Get trained, get working, get in shape, do what it takes. Do you know what? I don't get to turn up and go, well, I don't really know how to record anything, but I guess I can learn on the fly. No, like they pay me good money to be a good videographer. That's why I'm one of the best in the fucking game because I've actually built my skill set up. I have a portfolio. I didn't just turn up one day with a GoPro sticking out of my fucking cornhole, did I? Fuck's sake. Hey, I'm so tired of hearing this bullshit. No offense to you, Tanvi. I'll just piggybacking that comment, but it's not actually. I, 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 just, meant, I just meant like watching wise, like watching wise. If you're having fun watching wrestling, then <laughs> the people on screen are doing their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Enter- yeah, that's what I meant. I'm like, I'm not, not like, oh, re- it's like wrestling supposed to be fun. It's like, no, wrestling is bloody tough. But uh, as a viewer, if I'm having fun as a viewer, watching your product at certain parts that means your professionals are doing their jobs well 
Yeah, the, I mean, booking is one of the most important things. MJF, yeah. you you have to be fucking so bad to book it. But I don't personally think MJF has been booked terribly. I do. I don't think he's been booked right, especially lately. What's he doing jobbing out in the curtain jerker at AW Double or Nothing Wardlow? What the fuck is that? This is literally a once-in-a-lifetime generational talent who can cut a promo better than anyone else in the world who genuinely has... You know, that's what I might... I love it. People say to me, oh, you're really nasty. You're saying mean things. Well, her, because I'm a fucking heel, Mark. Like, because it's, it's... Yeah, it's laden in truth, but he's one of the only other people that I recognise has it turned on all the time. And his reward for that is to basically be a punching bag because, like I said, old Tits McGee with his shitty fucking glasses on over there can't book to save his life because he's too busy jacking off the outside linebacker of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It just... It, frustrates me that mjf is used so so poorly do you think that's an unfair point does anyone in here think that mjf's booked well i it's it's really hit and miss with mjf's booking because the thing is the only feud i can think of in AEW's few history that he's won was the cody feud whereas every other feud it feels like he's lost like he lost the moxley one for the bell he lost the jericho one with the pinnacle oh. shenanigans He's just lost this one with Wardlow. And it's just, it, it's just when you're constantly booked to lose, but then you're putting in this body of work, it's like, no, you've got to give him, you've got to give him his dues, like if not a bigger stage. So that's why I don't blame him with all his points saying like, yeah, I might just, I'm, I feel like going because I'm putting all this work in just to lose. <laughs> When I could, when he could be carrying the company. <clears throat> I mean, could I could I play devil's advocate in this one here? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, get in there, son. Go on. So, do we think maybe, to some extent, this was a long-term booking that it's it's been got to this point, so that MGF has been given the microphone to stand in front of the crowd. People know his gimmick now that weren't aware to it to begin with. And listening to that crowd reaction, if they do this right, he could be the next Steve Austin draw-wise. It's one of those things where I'm all for that idea <laughs> if he's not already the biggest star in the company from a Mike standpoint. So from the get-go, it was very clear this guy cuts a better from than everybody else. Like, literally from day one. And what we've been doing is, what, three years now? Like, they've had Dynamite, well, three years in October. They AEW's yeah. been a thing for almost four years, including the pay-per-views where they started. So it's that thing of, like, at this point, if you haven't established him already, then you've taken too long. Like, with the Hangman Page thing, we waited so long for them to pull the trigger and make him champion that nobody gave a shit. He didn't draw any money as a champion. That's going to really hurt all the... But her marks who listen to this, who send me hate mail all the time, go and have a look at the stats. He didn't draw any money. He didn't make the company fuck all money as champion. And if he did, they certainly want to put the belt on CM Punk on the weekend, which is what they've done. I mean, that's that's exactly what my thinking came from, is that it took so long with Hangman Page. Yeah, it took too long. 
to the point where we were like, can you get on with it? Because we're kind of waiting for him to beat the shit out of Kenny Omega. And then when he finally does, Kenny Omega disappears, hasn't been seen for a while. Great. He's rehabbing injuries, whatever. Um, I don't care. I find Kenny Omega and stuff. By the way, Kenny Omega didn't draw that much. He certainly didn't draw as Impact champion, did he? 50,000 people a week watching Impact. Yeah, that was definitely worth the fucking deal, wasn't it? Jesus Christ. But it's that thing of like, if you have something that's really special... You don't wait, like, WWF didn't wait four years to pull the trigger on Stone Cold Steve Austin as a character. They were like, bang. Yo, did did anyone watch King of the Ring? Yeah, everybody. Everyone the next day had signs that said Austin 316. So they were like, "Uh, time to make a Demiro, you know? Time to get some money out of this shit. And they went hell for level with it, and off he ran. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you... You don't wait for them to feel like stars in your eyes and then give them bat on. If they're a star, right, here's the bound and let's see how far you can go. And you can just keep building from there. And they haven't done that and they don't do that. And I don't understand why. But this is also a company that has pack jobbing on a regular basis. Mm. It, it... Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be yeah. having pack. Good point, Tanvir. Tanvir sort of started and went, eh, eh, yeah, no fair. <laughs> Like nah, I, I was gonna make like a comparison point, but then I was like, nah, nah. Are you gonna make a Japanese comparison point? Because I know you love your Japanese wrestling. Pretty much with New Japan, because like you said, here we go. It's it's more so with the booking was like you said with Austin, it's like everybody's all king of the ring, and then they struck while the iron's hot. With New Japan, they're not striking while the iron's hot. It's like Naito back in 2018 when he was hot as fuck. They had Okada, they had Okada win, and it's like everybody wanted the Naito win. Why delay it? It's like same oh, now with platform. Yeah. It's like same now with um with Great Okan, with everything he's doing in Las Vegas and the story about him helping a kid. It's like, okay, what new what New Japan are gonna do uh. is okay. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give him the tag belt. We're gonna let it cool down, and then we're gonna give him the heavyweight belt when people won't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mean, Japanese wrestling has always kind of stood on an island by itself. Anyway, it's always been a bit different, which is yeah. kind of where DDT came out of, wasn't it? Because it was that thing of like they're too rooted in this very traditional based product. So DDT were like, right, let's have a yeah. penalty shootout with Chris Brooks and some elephants. What? That's, That's amazing. too far the other way. <laughs> the down. They're like, all right, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to get in a room. We're going to have an absolutely insufferable amount of MDMA and then we're going to start writing down what we should do as far as booking and you're like okay you lot need to shut up (laughs) speaking about the special kids in the room off you go in the corner DDT and be quiet terrible Mm. go and eat at the kids table Um, but there is that necessitation for you know fans are sick and tired of waiting for stuff Mm. and this is the most impatient era Eddie Kenway you're the only dad in here, let's be real, because the rest of us aren't fucking mature enough to have children. The bottom line is, especially not Cameron Anderson, Jesus Christ, shooting his DNA around like it's going out of fashion. <laughs> I mean, that boy's literally like, the he's the, he's the super soaker of DNA shooting. Enough said, really. It's everywhere. Um, yeah. You know, kids, you'll know better than anyone else. Kids are impatient, right? I yeah. want this now. I want this now. Like wrestling fans are the same. We're all a bunch of immature twats who want our fucking stuff given to us. We don't like long-term storytelling because we're not patient enough to enjoy it anymore because we have everything at our fingertips. Do you think that's really hurting this product as well? Yeah, definitely. 
that, that, that even to to extent with WWE and NXT when they had certain guys in their their roster, they should have pulled their triggers quick quicker. I mean, even guys like Test, like a few years back, it's like the, that one. the man was money. He, he was, it was just that little nudge he needed to get back up to that level after having a hiatus. But yeah, yeah, no. Um, of I Zach Ryder, someone who was told to get himself over, got himself over, then got bought out and pushed right back down to the bottom again. The ironic thing with WWE is for every you know, error they make, and there's a lot. They have, like Seth Rollins, when he first came in, I was like, eh, whatever. Like, Tyler Black from Ring of Honor, don't care. Look at him now. Megastar. You know, Big E, I've got to be honest, when I first saw him, I was like, he's alright. And then he just kept going and going and going and became a star, and they gave him the WWE title eventually. Bobby Lashley, when we first saw him, we thought, that guy's money. Then he went to Impacts, and everyone was like, that guy's not money. And now it's back. You know, so... It, it's very iffy. WWE's biggest problem is I feel they've gone the other way, where they don't have any patience at all, so they just pull the rug out before you get a chance. Asuka, for instance, how long has she been back since her hiatus? She's been out for about a year. She comes back. The three-week push. Yeah, like Asuka comes back. She's like, all right, she's she's a big deal again. She goes over Becky Lynch. She's number one contender. She's going to be a hell in a cell. And then she loses back-to-back weeks on Raw, and you're like, oh, Okay, well, like, as a fan, I'm watching her, and I love her. I think she's amazing. I think she's one of the best women's wrestlers of all time. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't give a shit about her now, because I've just seen her lose to the two other women she's supposed to face at Hell in a Cell. So why do I give a crap? I don't. Like, next, please. Like, it doesn't matter if there's shenanigans. That's not how people see it. They just see the loss. Mm. So it can go either way. I just think... Booking in general for wrestling is really bad. The only place where you get decent storytelling are places like Progress or even Ring of Honor have done some really good stuff, but nobody pays attention to it. And it's very frustrating because fans are quite fickle. They come out here every week and say, we want something else. Well, there actually is other stuff. If you're willing to go down, no, no, no. I want it handed to me on a plate and it has to be mainstream. That's the biggest problem wrestling has. Fans don't want to accept other products. They keep holding on to the idea that the current products will give them what they want. And more often than not, they don't. I, I think the only main company at the minute whose booking's doing really good is Impact. Massively underappreciated as a company. Yeah, I, I, love, I love Impact. And people who, who are saying about, oh, the AEW New Japan link, I'm like, no, look at the Impact New Japan link. We ju- you just had Ace Austin in Best of Super Juniors killing it, and now he's one of the most over guys in Japan because they absolutely loved him over there. And that and that and through that that opens doors for maybe guys like potentially Josh Alexander in the G one in the G one Climax tournament. <laughs> that opens up for others like maybe Trey Miguel teaming up with someone for. Su- for Super Junior Tag League, Rich Swan, it it opens the door for for guys from Impact to make their way into New Japan and vice versa. So, pe- so people are unappreciative of Impact when Impact's one of the most solid products going right now, and it's it's incredible. It's really good, and Slammiversary is in two weeks, and it's not drenched. We're not drenched in their product. Yeah, I'm not like. Ah, oh, gotta watch Raw, gotta watch NXT, gotta watch Two or Five Live, gotta watch SmackDown. Like every goddamn week with Impact, it's like here's two hours and here's a pay per view. 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great. But people are like, yeah, but it's impacting his shit because of TNA. Yeah, yeah that was years ago. Yeah. Grow up. People change. Products change. This is not your crazy ex who locked you out of the house and took a shit in your bed. This is something else. This is Impact Wrestling. No idea who that is. <laughs> Although, <laughs> do you know what? I just want to put this to bed, right? Amber Heard, not the greatest person on earth, but she is so fucking hot. And if she shit in my bed, I'd be extremely pleased about the promise. So let's just fucking put that to bed because I'm. Let's yeah, put her be and her shit to bed. Am I right, Mal? So, she was so act. fly in Magic yeah, Mike 2. She was fucking banging. Right, so you... <laughs> in Aquaman, she is so fucking peng. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, if you left it with Magic Mike, I would have kicked you out of this podcast immediately. Um, the bottom line is, like, yeah, no, I just, I mean, what's more important, Amber Heard taking a shit or me watching Impact? <sighs> give it, give, you know, give or take. <laughs> why, not bo- why not both? Watch why Impact? not both? Why not Amber Heard takes a shit in my bed while I watch Impact? Yeah. See? See, this is this is the kind of booking that people are missing. That's why you need Tanvir Verdi on the booking committee. So, Bray Wyatt, is he going to WWE or AEW? Which one? Uh, All right. Good <laughs> <job>. <laughs> uh, going yeah, off with Cam, we'll see Bray Wyatt. Shit in my bed, if you want. If we'll that's... see Bray Wyatt and Bang Bros. <laughs> Bang Bros. <laughs> Bray Wyatt in Bang Bros. Can you imagine? Is he going to be... Wait a minute. Is he going to be like full Bray Wyatt or is he going to be like Melted Fiend? Because I've seen some... Yeah, like... it's going to be Melted Fiend. Melted yeah, like, have schlong. you seen... There is like this excess genre of like weird zombie shit floating around on Pornhub. And I've, I've dabbled a little <laughs> bit as to be said. Hey, ain't what nothing the... I want to leave once, mate. I'm just saying. And it's that thing of like, well, if you throw Liv Morgan in there, I am game. So... <laughs> <laughs> Just put it out there, but even zombified Liv Morgan is getting the full Knicks experience. So, you know, like, <laughs> just put it out. So, uh, we're all aboard uh, Bray White being on Bang Bros then, yeah? No AW. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. I feel, I feel the, uh, the tweets he's put out sniffs of WWE. Hell on a cell? That's what people reckon. Yeah, and, and the, the picture of the firefly that he's put on there with the upside down fiend face in it. The thing is, Hell in a Cell is kind of where it started going downhill a bit, isn't it? This is where they started yeah. fucking with a character, him and Seth Rollins. Like, yeah, let's let's stop a Hell in a Cell match. Like, whoever wrote that should be fired on the spot. It's the worst idea I've ever heard. Like, and I've seen some pretty spectacular ones. Someone told me that Frankie T and Robbie Nitro should be a tag team. That's an abomination in its own right. But this <laughs> something else like this is this is some special shit i um you know i do you know what i kind of feel like he can't go to AEW because they won't be able to give him that production value and he won't be on screen enough to feel like a big enough deal wwe can do it it's just are they gonna do it because we don't i don't trust anyone to handle this well enough in in, in many ways impact would probably be his best place but they're not going to be able to afford him they're just not because he wants big bucks that's what he wants what, what about AAAR? AAAR? Yeah, Mexico. <laughs> there's, there's, first of all, there's AAAR or there's the triple AR in America is triple assault rifle. So I don't know what you're on about, sweetheart. But, oh, but the, the also, Mexico... you are brown, so I'd be very careful throwing around that territory because yeah. uh, you know what the Americans are like. What? He's got a suntan. <laughs> 
Uh, they get very excited about stuff yeah, like the, that. Is it, is it AAA? The main... The... AAA, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, that's what they call it, pronounce it over there, AAA. Yeah, again, though, that's not a production-heavy wrestling product. That's a high-flying Lucha yeah. Libre wrestling product. Bray Wyatt would stand out way too much like a sore thumb there to the point where it would be like, ooh, they, no, you're all right. Like, the guys he could wrestle are great. Lucha Underground would have been perfect for yeah, him. Yeah, Lucha Underground. That's where he should have been. Now, I can see him being back in WWE. They must have struck some sort of deal up because if we think maybe Reigns is going to be taking a back seat a little bit, they're going to need someone else to draw tickets. So, yeah, you know, maybe the Fiend slots into that position very well. Yeah, with Reigns is going to, if Reigns is going to take a back seat, he's going to have to be dethroned at some point. Who's the right guy to dethrone Roman Reigns? Cody. <laughs> The Fiend. Okay, so we got one for... Tanvir says Cody Rhodes. Um, Roman Reigns' actual biological cousin here says, you know, the Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. Cameron Anderson, who dethrones... I can just see where this is going. Cameron Anderson... <laughs> oh, dethrones... no! Who dethrones Roman Reigns? And if you don't say what I think you're going to say, I'm going to be furious. I think we all know where I'm going. TJP dethrones Roman Reigns. <laughs> right, that's it. Get out. out. I wanted Goldberg and I didn't get Goldberg. Yeah. I would have accepted Jinder Mahal. I would have accepted <laughs> Goldberg. Even Butch at a stretch. But TJP gets off. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I like TJP as well. I think he's a great wrestler, to be fair. And a really nice guy. Or at least he has been to me. But yeah, no. Um, no. Seriously... Uh, Cody is actually being built really well at the moment. He's one of the few things they're doing really well. I don't know if anyone saw the promo on Raw where him and Rollins were going after each other. That was kind of like the right level of shoot for me. Because he's like, oh, you went away for six years and you and your little buddies tried to ruin everything I built. I was like, nice, nice. Not too saturated, a little bit more subtle, just fine. Yeah. Seth Rollins, I think, gets the sports entertainment brand. And also, you have to remember, the majority of WWE fans are a bit thick. And their children as well. So they probably, they'll get that. They'll be like, ha ha! If you tried to get too clever, they would have been like, nah, too much. Um, and that's just about the right level. Vince was probably beating himself off ferociously. The brawl was great. I feel like Cody has to get the win at Hell in a Cell because if he doesn't, all of a sudden, again, he's derailed. But at the same time, you're thinking, oh, can Seth Rollins afford to take three straight major pay-per-view losses to one guy when he's kind of like, the guy, he's like Mr. Marquis, isn't he? Especially when Roman's not around. So it's like, hmm. And that's where I think Bray Wyatt comes in because he can attack him and then it doesn't feel any less credible. Yeah. Also, also looking that Roman has two titles, they might just split those back up again. Yeah. See, that's I said that on the podcast last week. Until they actually create one merged belt, I'm not buying it. Because all the while he's walking out, it's like, yeah, see, like, and in many ways, I hate having two world titles in one company, but WWE kind of need it if Roman Reigns is going to be dethroned or if you're going to keep him as a marquee champion of one brand. You kind of have, he's he's the only real megastar they have. It's a bit awkward. So, um, they posted a thing that Roman's gone 900 days without being pinned. He's gone how long without being pinned? 900 days. Wow, imagine how furious people are going to be when Jinder Mahal pins him. <laughs> yes. That's to give me one on one. Give me one on one. Or 
there is one man suited. Only one man has been able to deck a 15-year-old child on my TV, and I've been absolutely popping for it. I feel like Bobby Lashley can knock off Roman Reigns. I do. Yeah. But I we say they're going... Dave, re- they're going <laughs> what? I was going to say Dirty Dave. <laughs> oh, no, no. I said 15-year-old, not 12-year-old. Um, <laughs> so, because... Do you know what? That's an entirely different story. All right, Kenway. Let's let's just get to it, shall we? So you remember the knobs, right? The nasty old boys. How do you yeah. feel when you see a suspiciously twink-looking individual choke out Dirty Dave Dennis for his 24-7 title? And let's be honest, that was a shit chokehold. He barely had his arms around him. Yeah, I probably would have um, redone that, but... You know what, Dave, Dave Dennis, right? I know you're going to listen at some point because you're a salty little tart, okay? If you're going to do these fucking vignettes, which, by the way, I actually like them. I think they're fun. But do it. If you're going to get choked out, at least do it properly. But he's he's not even got his arms around you. Like, come on, bruv. Seriously. I've got, I've got to defend him on that one, though, because um, the, the guy in question is known known in the, the Rev Pro circle. He is... Uh, a massive fan of every everybody who works there, and, um, the trainees, the wrestlers that come in from abroad and stuff. And I think I think over a fan basically. I know he's he's a trainee himself as well, so he's obviously aspiring to, but he does have confidence issues. So it probably would have been an absolute nightmare for him to try and just just get the confidence to do something like that. But he would have wanted to do it. So, well, a little piece of advice, young man. I have even more respect for you and love for you if you put your choke on in a little bit harder. And to be honest, it's dirty Dave. Nobody's going to miss him. So fucking just choke him out properly. <laughs> like, like that. Like, I'm, I'm 100% sure I'll bump into him soon and I'll tell him, but he'll appreciate that. Yeah, no, he said, I, I, I enjoy seeing people who have anxiety struggles and that wrestling because I think that this, com- this fucking business is full of pricks, like, including myself. But it is that thing of like, I will always protect the smaller guys or the little guys, inverted commas, because um, they're not little. They're just different. That's all that is. But yeah, put your, put your shit in, kid. Make sure you put it in hard. And obviously, you know, like, I, I do appreciate there's probably not much room in that hoarder's paradise that is Dirty Dave Dennis's shop. So, you know, it is what it is. You're laughing because you know it's true. This shop looking at Aladdin's cave in there. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, see, I wouldn't mind if it was Aladdin's cave because there's probably some Peng Genie shit somewhere, but... Yeah, no. There is Roy Also, I don't appreciate the fact that you're inferring that Persians can't clean up their own houses. Disgraceful. <laughs> Racist is what that is. Racist. <laughs> Tanvi Verdi, you are, for some reason, very, very tuned out. What are you looking at exactly over there? All right. Good stuff, pal. You're on mute. <laughs> Wait, on Pornhub. Just trying to shut up my headphones again, but. He's on uh, bank, bros, bank bros, isn't he? He's on bank bros. Just setting up my bank bros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just get Google open. I bet, I bet he's Googled zombie Liv Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for news. Um, unless you guys have anything. Tanvi, you normally at this point jump in and go, uh, I've been reading the Dutch. It's in Japan. Uh, uh, you got anything for us? Uh, only that it's a Super Juniors final tomorrow, if anybody's interested. Is that the last two? Have they decided the bracket already? Um, yeah, so uh, the final is El Desperado v. Hiromu Takahashi. Again, which is annoying. So, so okay. 
Right. right. Do you know what? Fuck it. We'll we'll get the bracket up. So you have uh, Eddie Kim. I don't know what your knowledge of Japanese wrestling is like, but Best of Super Juniors is essentially a knockout tournament. Well, two brackets and kind of a league tournament playoff system with loads of the best cruiserweights in the world. That's the idea. Um, tournament, I've not watched any of this one to be honest. No, I mean, obviously, it was probably made more famous when um, Fergal Devitt won it. I think that was kind of a big deal because yeah. it was like, I believe he was the first Gaijin to win as well, although I'm sure I'll be corrected on that at some point. So I want to get this bracket up because I think that what I've just heard is a bit of an injustice for what we've it, seen. And it, I'm sure Tambir it, can have his say. But it's, it's the two. It, so the three big juniors in New Japan right now are, Ishi, are Taiji Ishimori, Hiromu Takahashi, and El Desperado. And I think even Ishimori said it that when in the that three to four matches in, saying like it's it's us three again, this triangle we're undefeated so far. And it's just looking at it, it's like okay, we knew some of the guests weren't gonna cut, weren't gonna win it. Like we knew Ace wasn't gonna win it, even though he had a great showing. Yeah. We knew El Linderman and and a and a couple others weren't going to win it. But then you have options like Robbie Eagles, ELP. Well, this is what I want to bring up because the bracket here, you got block A and block B. In block yeah. A, Hiromu Takahashi won. In that block was also Taji Ishimori, who I believe is the defending NJ IWGP Super... Yeah, uh, he's a champ. Super midget heavyweight somewhat title holder mm-hmm. thing um you had show you had yo you had ace austin clark connors alex zane francesco akira yoshinobu kanemaru and you also had raisuki taguchi and i'll also have a number 12 please uh, and in block b you had el desperado el Fantasma, robbie eagles we the user bushi el lindemann <laughs> master wato yes <laughs> we- funny tjp titan and Dookie. Do- Dookie was incredible, this Super Juniors. Yeah, so incredible. He finished bottom. Um, so he finished El- at the bottom, but he had a great show. He, <laughs> he was the most consistent. Tambir, 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 Tambir. We need to have a little mm-hmm. chat, buddy. Like, I get that you love Japanese wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's cool and good for you, and you enjoy what you enjoy. But when you bring Dookie to the doorstep of wrestling, I'm not taking you seriously. Okay, I'm not taking someone called Master Watto seriously. Yeah, you I see Captain Cheerio fucking busy, was he? What the fuck's going on here? You like, can't take Watto seriously. Crunch not available for the best of super juniors. Was Timmy Mallet not available? Oh, let's find fucking Master Watto. Ah, like seriously, right? People have a hard time not sounding racist when they pronounce names. So, what do you do? You throw in Master Watto. Come on, fam. Seriously, yeah. Like, <laughs> Are they watching reruns of the Karate Kid over there? What are they doing? They behave yourselves. You used to have Fergal Devitt in this, and now you've got Master Watto and Dookie. It's like, so so looking back on it now, it's like from A Block, the only other person that, other than Hiromu who could have won the A Block was Yo, because, because Taguchi's, Taguchi's the junior tag champ, Clark's technically just come back from excursion so they weren't going to have him win it isn't Taguchi the guy from Chaos who's the football guy who has like he kicks a football around is that him uh, yeah yeah from Hontai that was when it was uh, the rugby from World Hentai? Cup Hontai Hontai so <laughs> home team. yeah there's a distinction home the home wrong. team 
So it, it does sound very sus. It does sound Cameron like Anderson. the other one. We have, I have an idea for a faction. We need to talk. Taguchi's junior champ. Clark's just come back. Kanemaru's like the older what? veteran. So he was why, is there a, why is there a guy who sounds like he works at Greg's in there called Clark Connors? What's that all about? So Clark Connors is one of the LA Dojo lads and he's really oh, okay. good. So he's obviously a fucking amazing athlete because you don't get out of there alive. He's um, huge. <laughs> yeah, no. He he's, is he huge though? Because he's in the best of super juniors, so he should yeah. be light. <laughs> I, I think. I think even <laughs> Hiromo and Ishimori even debated about Clark being in the tournament because it's like that. That dude's. That dude's big. He doesn't look like he fits. Okay, that's fair yeah, enough. We knew, well, you also we, have a guy called Yo. So, I mean, that's enough. Set. And by the way, I'm aware of who Rapungi 3 k are yeah. before I get my <laughs> inbox blown up. I'm like, ah, oh, you also have lost enough room for her. Shut up, you dweebs. I know yeah. who Show and Yo are. They're amazing. Yeah. It's, it's like we knew Ace wasn't going to win because, yeah, we knew Ace wasn't going to win because he's X Division champ. Why does though... L. Lindemann sound like an off brand little version of Lint Chocolate? What the fuck's that all about? <laughs> Uh, L. Linderman, I don't know too much about him. I just know he came up through Dragon Gate. You don't Gate. know anything about him. He can't be that good because you know everything about Japanese wrestling. It's, it's I know, uh, I've read back with him. Uh, he came up through Dragon Gate. He's only 27. He's, he's really oh, really reasonable. Yeah. 27's like young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything's young when you're me or Kenway. Do you mind? Um, <laughs> we're old, right? We're old. Yeah. Although Kenway's black, so he ain't going to crack. Me, on the other hand, I just look like some <laughs> discarded Egyptian tampon at this point, so it's not good. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Kenway's face. I'm not sure what's more offensive, the black don't crack comment or the fact you look like a tampon. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll work it out in post, I guarantee it. What's the matter, Cameron? Are you getting nervous again that this is going to go downhill like the last one did that we couldn't release? Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love how he's like, oh my god, my career. Trust me, honey, the more shit I spout on here, the more bookings I seem to get. So you might want to get on board. Is there anyone? Cameron Anderson, do you still hate the knobs? I just want to know, just out of curiosity. Are we over it now, or do you still have an issue with the knobs? He's not. There's a one right here. Knob, please. Yeah, exactly. So fucking man up and sh- go on, fucking give it to him, son. Mate, I'm always going to have the deep burning rivalry with the knobs, but. <laughs> drive-by when are you gonna shoot Ebenezer? <laughs> yeah i was gonna say when you gonna pull up <laughs> okay so maybe i talked a big game and i couldn't you follow through <laughs> on good authority cameron anson you don't even own a gun but you were yeah i don't about shooting him in the face what are you gonna drive yeah. by with you super soaker <laughs> yeah maybe I'm, we'll do I'm that <laughs> what's that kenway we'll try and pimp slap ebenezer Oh my god, <laughs> yo, get the fucking chalk out, IW in chalk. Wham! Shut up, bitch. Like, that'd be fucking gangster. I'd be all aboard that. Ebenezer couldn't be bothered to be here, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, because he's too busy suckling at the teats of an old woman claiming to be a fucking matriarch of this country. What a joke that is. I got your Jubilee, honey. It's right fucking here. And as far as we're concerned, you die in a shitty little palace. I die in a pyramid so you can suck my Egyptian dong, Queenie. Bottom line. <laughs> Fuck the Jubilee. Got nothing. Tanvir Verdi, are you a uh, are you a royalist? Fuck no. Yes. They, they stole from my people. <laughs> they stole from my people. <laughs> they actually 
actually fucking did. Yo, the British Empire, <laughs> my dong and all. By the way, can I just say, again, stolen for the Egyptians, mate. We do everything. We do genocide first, then the Christians like, oh, we'll have a go at that. Get your own fucking shtick. Stop robbing me. We had tombs before you. We had the wheel before you. We had the alien invasion before you, allegedly. Like, get your own fucking stuff, white people. Jesus Christ. I, um, I learned the other day that apparently the pyramids were built by volunteers like it wasn't even slaves it's just like people just wanted to do it (laughs) (laughs) okay i want to deep dive here because i feel like there's this amazing moment where the hr officer before christ is walking around and he's just like well we've got this project it would be easier if you volunteered (laughs) yeah and they're all just like Oh, do you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, all right, I'm game. I mean, what else am I going to do? Eat terrible fucking insects and die in the sun? Yeah, may as well crack on, innit? So, sounds good to me. I mean, I've been worshipping a cat for the last 50 years. I may as well be <laughs> with my life. It's the only thing that pisses yeah. me off about my culture. Why are we worshipping the shittiest domesticated animals on earth? Cats are fucking shit. you got crocodiles yeah. knocking about as well. They are way sicker. They are, they are. I love crocodiles. Why, why could we? Can imagine worship? We should be worshiping caimans and such, such shit like that. We had the aliens come down, and they were so impressed by us. They were like, "Yo, we'll build some pyramids for you, fam." <laughs> <laughs> but, but apparently, we're too busy going. Yeah, but fucking Mr. Kitty over here needs his fucking milk. Fuck off. What's wrong with you? You invented civilization, so now you're gonna worship this. There are tigers everywhere. Indians, yo, Bengali tiger, have some of this shit. And we're like, yeah. That's good stuff. How about Mr. Floofles? Fuck off. <laughs> Ridiculous. Get your game up, Egypt. This is why you don't qualify for the World Cup. You're a joke. A joke. <laughs> Turned on my own people already after about 10 minutes. Uh, I love Egypt. See these jokes. By the way, shout out to my little sisters who will never be allowed to listen to this podcast as long as they live. Also, get off of TikTok. You're 14 years old. Unacceptable. Kim, wait, do you have this problem yet? Do any of your nippers have TikTok? <clears throat> No, I keep them well away from social media. Mate, haunting. I do not appreciate, like, this is just full candid nature for everyone listening to this. I do not want to see my 14-year-old Arabic sister fucking dancing on TikTok. Unacceptable. Get back in the house. Now. Like, (laughs) now I get it. Now I get it as a parent. Like, before I was like, whatever, kids do whatever they do. What? Get up. I'm like a proper old man now. I'm like, get in the house, you whore. (laughs) (laughs) Unacceptable. I don't want you showing your wares to anyone until you're 29,000 years old. Um, yeah, so that's apparently something that you lot have got to look forward to because there is no way I'm going to find a woman who wants to impregnate, who wants to be impregnated by me at this point. Um, so, yeah, not, not without me going to prison anyway. Uh, anything you want to add before things get even more out of hand? Tim V, you got anything to chat about? You want to de- defend DDT wrestling for a while or something? I don't know. Uh, I've got one thing. Yeah, what you got? Fire! <laughs> this, this is just a fucking shit fest, isn't it, this podcast? I can't believe it hasn't got me cancelled 15 times. I'm amazed that fucking certain people that Cameron Anderson trains with haven't been alerted to his presence on this podcast yet. Which, have you noticed how he never says anything controversial for fear of being picked up by one of his promotions? Yup. <laughs> you fucking pussy. You so, um, Kenway's yep. here. Kenway's <laughs> laying down some lyricism. Why can't you? 
don't care. Hey? There's a mold and I don't care. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's true. Once you get to a certain age, you don't give a fuck either, do you? That's the great thing about wrestling. I'm like, nobody's going to book me anyways. I don't care. Uh, Cameron Anderson, just out of pure curiosity, where are you being booked soon? You've, you've got a match coming up, haven't you? June the 25th at IWE. IWE, You're looking yes, forward to wrestling in front be... of 10 people, honey. Yeah, that's going to be great. It's going to be the greatest show for those 10 people. Because we've got myself, Danny Disorder, Sean Jackson, and Scott Jones That's gonna be in a fatal four-way. It's going to be pretty sweet. So all 10 people, and obviously included in the 10 people, are the other wrestlers on the card. It's going to be great. <laughs> Literally, I'm going to put my camera down, and I'm going to go and sit down and be like, woo! <laughs> Just be- <laughs> Yo, camera answered. Woo! Yeah, you can do the you can do the pop noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll be like, <sighs> you hear me in the background. <laughs> we just need it like canned in. It's yeah. like I just get a headlock oh. and it's just ah. <laughs> the whole like SmackDown thing where they put the music over the top and shit. Like as soon as you go to hit Scott Jones with a chair, we'll pan away to one an audience member from like DDT going. <gasps> <laughs> Yokes, mate. I would say WWE, but I don't want to get hit with copyright. But DDT, they don't seem to look like they give a fuck about anything in their coke-infested world of wrestling. So happy days. Seriously, Tanvir so- Verdi, can you explain to me why I have seen a legitimate DDT show where they had an elephant taking a penalty? Um, because DDT is weird like that. That's beyond weird, sir. That is cataclysmically mental. I have spoken on this podcast about my species having the pyramids built for them by an alien race. And that doesn't sound nearly as weird as an elephant taking a fucking penalty at a wrestling show. I watched a wrestling show where they exclusively wrestled in a swimming pool. That that was incredible. (laughs) Why is that? Why is Chris Chris Brooks? I used to watch Chris Brooks, right? Slapping ten bells of shit out of people at Red Pro. I'm now watching him in a swimming pool. What the hell is going on? That that's why DDT is like one of the most out there promotions because it's like okay, they can they can have serious matches, but if you don't want serious matches, you got the weird fucked up shit that people might like. <laughs> it's like it. It's like going on a deep dive on Pornhub and finding something very unnecessary like i don't know fiend porn or something it's just if, but but if like if you if you see that and you're like okay i want to watch it and then you come away from that swimming pool thing entertained it's done you it's done its job mental if you if absolutely you can... mental but i just my mind blow off at the concept of it I, d- I don't think i can give cwp shit anymore after watching that <laughs> uh, i mean i can and i will pers- I, I will continue to do so Cameron anderson you're also booked for cwp aren't you yes i am don't worry nobody's uh, gonna be there either so we may as well give away your match you and uh um uh what's his name that fucking twink that you wrestle with uh Aaron Cruz, that's it um you're gonna be uh wrestling um uh, a guy with a disorder and a ridiculously sexy tall guy right yeah, well, you know, let's focus on the ridiculously sexy tall guy. I don't really want to be known as someone who bashes about people with disorders. Danny that's not really good for the, the brand. It's, it's not good <laughs> for the brand. I can imagine it. Cameron Anderson beats up man with disorder. Could you, do you know how quickly people will change as well? People are legitimately now going to think you're wrestling that guy from CCW, aren't they? 
Can we, can oh, I, God. On, a, on a totally serious note, because I'm not even I'm not fucking, you know, horrible enough to take the piss out of that. What do we think about um I believe his name is BDM wrestling for CCW, this uh, young lad with um special needs, bless him. He got to wrestle, he got to get in the ring with Amber Joe and wrestle for CCW. How do we feel about that? <clears throat> I didn't see that, to be honest. I didn't really... Yeah, do you think it's good for, like, you know, full disclosure, Eddie Kim, where you've worked with, we both worked with people with disabilities and things of that nature and learning difficulties and stuff like that. Do you think that's good that that opens a door for the potential for more people to walk through and perform in our business? If it's done right, yeah. If they've got the right training behind them, where they're supported. Yeah, and they need to get safe. People care, people care about them, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think... Um, one of the knights as well pointed out this week that the guy represented in the fight with my family film, the, the blind guy. Yeah. He was he won one of their tournaments. And it, that was posted up on social media. And you think, well, actually, it's so such a good thing to, to do for people because you can't limit people's dreams just because they have um, a disability or or even like anxieties or something like that. It's, it's supporting people. Yeah, I think it's important that they're kept safe, first and foremost, and taught about safety, first and foremost. It's the most important thing in our business. Um, and I think that it's wonderful that he had an opportunity. Long may that continue. I would also like to think that CCW will not use it as a publicity stunt because they've already had way too much mainstream media attention, which frankly is not really the kind of thing we need to see out there. So how about a little less bullshit and a little bit more generosity and professionalism and make sure that this young lad has the chance to grow correctly in our business? Yeah. Being supportive of his training, working with safe people. Yeah. That's what I'm really hopeful with him. Yeah, as I said earlier, do things professionally and then there's absolutely no problem. I want to see everyone achieve their dreams. Just make sure that they're given the right basis to work off first. You know, I've worked with a lot of people in our business who have uh, ulterior needs, uh, autism, Asperger's, things like that. And I think that's wonderful. I think that's a really cool thing. But it's always important that they're taught the safety and the correct nature of what we do as a business because it is so unhinged and so dangerous at the best of us. It's unhinged and dangerous for those of us who are, with all due respect, a little bit more able with all due respect to them. That's not me slagging them off. So it's most, most important that they are taught safely and properly first so that they don't go outside of the parameters and hurt themselves, that they know and understand just how dangerous our sport is. Too serious, right? Everyone's like, oh, man, I enjoyed it more when he was talking about aliens and pyramids and shit. That was what the real good stuff was. (laughs) Even, Even amongst the bullshittery. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, everyone knows I'm full-blown character all the time and I don't play heel, I play real, but even I want everybody who does it properly to flourish. That's most important. The only person that really bugs me is Sensational Simon. That guy can go fuck himself. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the State of Wrestling Address. I don't think we've got anything else. Tanvi Verdi honestly looks like he's in a coma, bless him. That is one. What? I just looked on the Wrestling Inc. and saw WWE are launching NFTs. Oh, f- Oh, who cares? Fuck that. (laughs) Non-fungible tokens are like cryptocurrency. If you're a mark and spent all that money (laughs) in that, then you're a fucking idiot and you deserve to lose money. Am I right, Cameron Anderson? (laughs) Yep. How much money did you lose to crypto, honey? Um, Yeah, let's not talk about that. Uh, Top Gun 2 in cinemas. 
It's fucking, <laughs> it's at least four figures. I know that much. You oh, fucking idiots, honestly. Luckily, his dad is a tyrant and a coal miner, so it's not a problem. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, good, upstanding, working gentleman of that region. Uh, yeah, so nothing else really to talk about unless you want to quickly run down the Super Strong Style card. Does anyone want to preview now? Uh, Top Gun 2 in cinemas now. Yes. Alright, alright. So apparently progress can go fuck itself because we're gonna I haven't seen it yet. I actually haven't seen it, but it's in cinemas now. I will be watching it very soon. Danger zone! I'm so ready for this shit. (laughs) Give me what I want. I'm so ready. I fucking I don't care. I have a massive hard on for Tom Cruise. Massively (laughs) underappreciated as an actor. Like Cocktail is a gangster film. The Mission Impossible franchise is gangster. A few good men is gangster. Fucking this guy is a hit fan. Jerry Maguire. Jerry yes. Maguire, Peng. There's um the Rain Man. Like there's it, it, so much stuff that he does. Actually, Jack Reach is fucking great. You know? Bit, eyes um, wide shut. <laughs> minority eyes wide shut is gangster just for the orgy scene. Enough said. Nobody come at me with that because orgies are good and they are healthy and they are appropriate for people at my age. Uh there's there's so many, literally, it's just a hit factory. Everything he does is gold. Tropic Thunder. Hey? Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder is fucking amazing. Legit, right? I watched Tropic Thunder and I thought, that fat guy is well funny. Totally didn't realise it was Tom Cruise until the credits. And I was like, (laughs) I honestly, legit, yeah, me, Mr. Intelligence, apparently, fucking completely went over my head. I was like, this guy's really fun. Oh my God, it's Tom Cruise. My brain just imploded. Absolutely. The, um... (laughs) The Jerry Maguire cameo in Lego Batman movie is the funniest thing. (laughs) Can we talk about how great Lego Batman is? Like how underrated that film is. I get to it. So so funny. Like anyone listening is like, you're grown adults. Why are you watching? Trust me, watch it and you'll understand. Same as the Madagascar franchise. That's good shit, pal. Like you don't get it yet. All the Lego films. All the Lego films are banging. I've only I seen, seen Lego Batman. I haven't seen any others. I haven't seen Lego Ninjago. But... That's actually quite jokes because it's um, it's basically about a deadbeat dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's amazing. <laughs> amazing. It's about a deadbeat dad. That is phenomenal. Like of all the things I thought Lego Ninjago would not be out, it was probably going to be a domesticated situation. There's um, there's one scene where the um, the Grand Master Sensei Wu, right? He goes, um, oh, wow, yeah, okay. I see your yeah, Lego's like, not about racism either. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Master Watto's brother apparently. And <laughs> <laughs> <Hand> back. <laughs> no, but um, so Sensei Wu, he's like. Oh, I can see you're going through a hard time. Would you like me to play you a song? And he like lifts up his pipe and pipe starts playing the pan flute of It's a Hard Knock Life. <laughs> this is fucking amazing. I need to watch this. Oh, I, need to, I need to watch Lego Ninjago. Oh. Yeah, that sounds gangster. All right, more Lego films on tap. Um, yeah, no, this I look forward to Top Gun. Can't wait to see it. We're not going to talk about Marvel because we'll be here forever because I don't like it and people can suck my dick if they think I'm going to watch it all. Not happening. Um, grow up, be an adult, watch something proper like Lego. <laughs> <laughs> right? Grow up. You watched watch the Batman yet? Uh, no. What, you mean the one with Robert Pattinson? Yeah. No, I've been, I've been, I'm getting collared at home to download it. So, because apparently it's available now, you can watch it in Blu-ray or HD or some shit. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, I will absolutely I not download it illegally and watch it later <laughs> this week. <laughs> you hear that, HBO? I, I don't even know what a torrent is. No clue. What even anyway. is your internet? Hey? What even is the internet? No idea what the internet is, but I'm, I'm told it's some magical box that goes speaky-speaky, so good times. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this, if you are watching whatever god-awful spliced fucking highlights have been put on YouTube, which probably isn't going to be the case because I don't want to get us all cancelled, um, yeah, check out our watch-alongs because apparently they are funny. I don't really know because I'm angry all the time when I watch them. By the way, Kane, I am going to kill you after the one we watched the other night. Yeah, all I'm going to say is Hi. we watched a guy called... Ronald McDonald. <laughs> what? <laughs> I will kill you. Well, GCW. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking literally. Like, just yeah. No. Fucking awful. Absolutely awful. We've watched some god awful shit lately, and it's all going to be dropped very soon. I've got a backlog of about twenty-five watch-alongs to edit. It is crazy. Uh, so yeah. if you guys are looking forward to it, I'm not. Um, but there will be a lot of content on our YouTube channel. Shout out to Lee, who keeps pestering me. He wants the three-minute reviews of Raw and SmackDown back because, like most people if, with a real job and a real life, he probably doesn't want to watch three hours of Raw. So he's hoping I will suffer and then condense it down to three minutes for his benefit. <laughs> so you can go fuck yourself, Lee. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Um, and yeah, shout out to everyone who's listening at this point, which I believe is about six people, including Sensational Simon, who is, by the way, a father. Congratulations hey. to Sensational Simon. You have officially ruined your life again, you absolute lunatic. I mean, look at Eddie Kenway. He used to be so happy. He used to be literally, he's got free, mate. And to be honest, I've seen the way women look at him. I can guarantee that number is at least trebled, at least. He just doesn't know about it. But there is some serious sugar daddy <laughs> moments going on in the house <laughs> i can tell you that much so i've Lego seen the way oh last time i spoke to luna tricks oh it came away so lovely so not yeah he's been flashing that d i know what he's been up to <laughs> yeah that's the only thing that's a weapon of mass destruction around here is between his legs honey <laughs> that bottle and then let's trap <laughs> his face he knows he's got a massive dong as well he's like yeah baby. i call it the samoan hammer honey <laughs> Dear, oh dear. Anyway, um, three brown men and a white boy. That's what we should call this podcast because it has been absolutely joke. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. I've been Aaron Nix, the abortion clinic, the Egyptian death machine, the master of shithousery. He has been Cameron Anderson, future Hall of Famer of wrestling and other stuff, and probably the guy who will father many, many illegitimate children. He's been the master of Japanese wrestling that is Tanvir with the worst technical abilities known to man. By the way, how much did you spend on that rig, just out of curiosity? Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. <laughs> Let's just say four figures were spent and he still can't get his sound right. What a penis. Uh, and of course, he has been the most wonderful and beautiful soul and game for a laugh that is the Samoan weapon of mass destruction, the reigning and defending CWP heavyweight champion, CWP no limit champion, and of course, future IWE heavyweight champion, because ultimately everybody else who wrestles for that belt doesn't seem to want to turn up for work. Am I right, Michael? Uh, so just give him the belt and just sort the whole thing out from there. But Eddie Kenway, thank you very much for joining us. The other two can go fuck themselves because they've been here too long, but it's been a pleasure to have you on, sir. And uh, yeah. We'll catch you very soon for more cod awful content and talk about aliens and Egyptians and black people from the wrestle bloke. Now fuck off, Simon. I know you're the only one listening. Go on, <laughs> get lost. Get lost. Enjoy ruining your life again. How many kids has he got now? Sensational Simon. Two. Two.
Ah, so he's always going to be like, he's like B Tech Ken, ain't he? He just follows you around. <laughs> like, you know, he's, that's why he got you in the knob, so he could feel like he had one over on you. But come on, come on, man. <laughs> 